You're listening to the Counterculture Mom Show. Our kids are under fire every day with the media and pop culture persuading them to give up their faith and Christian values. Stay tuned now as former Hollywood actress and pop culture expert Tina Griffin helps you counter these messages and safely navigate today's pop culture chaos. Hi, I'm Dr. Stephen Iacoboni, medical oncologist. I have been taking care of cancer patients for 40 years. And during that time, I've noticed something very important that has changed over those four decades, and you need to know about it. When I was a young doctor and I took care of patients up to the end, I was with them sometimes when they took their last breath. 40 years ago, they had faith and they embraced the coming of the afterlife. Now, some 40 years later, a lot has changed. For the first time in human history, patients seem to be facing death with uncertainty, doubt, and fear. Because the science of our time tells us that there's no need for a God in the world we live in, which means there's no afterlife and you don't have a soul. Scientists are actually saying that. They're mostly saying it among themselves, but they're teaching it, and it's getting through to everybody. I had to find out if that was true, and if not, I had to change things. So I did research in my spare time for 20 years, and I found out that that is not true. My book is The Science of Faith, The Science of Purpose, and as a scientist, I know where they're not telling the truth or they're misleading. My book, Telos, will tell you everything you need to know about the science of God and how the science of atheism is completely wrong. I want my patients to face the end with certainty, bravery, and courage as they move from this life to the next, like every other human in the history of the earth up until the last 20 years. You can see what's happening to our society, chaos and confusion, because people are lost. They don't understand their purpose. Telos, my book, will tell you everything you need to know about the science of purpose, and you will be empowered, you will be informed, you will not have to surrender any of your beliefs because of what some atheist scientist tells you. I hope that you'll look at Telos, and I hope that you'll read it, because I think you'll be very rewarded, and it will give you the faith and strength to live the life of purpose that God gave you and that you are meant to have. Thank you. And God bless you. Satan's lie is that there is no life after death, which is why evolution has been permeating the streets of America. He doesn't want us to place our faith in Christ. Dr. Stephen Yacoboni is a dedicated doctor and award-winning researcher who studied at UC Berkeley and MD Anderson. He also founded four cancer centers in the Pacific Northwest. He grew up in Southern California and now resides in Hermiston, Oregon. He is the author of Telos, The Scientific Basis for a Life of Purpose. I'm Tina Griffin, and this is the Counterculture Mom Show, where we expose Satan's tactics and shed light on the truth. We are discussing Darwinism this week, and we have an award-winning oncologist with over four decades of medical experience with us today, Dr. Steven. I'm doing just great, Tina. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to talk to you. What a wild spin on the topic of Darwinism and evolution coming from someone who has been with many patients over the years as they take their last breath, I'm assuming? Absolutely, yes, indeed. And I guess my biggest question out of the gate, 
why are doctors today who are Christians not allowed to talk to their patients or told they're not allowed to talk to their patients when they're taking their last breath about encouraging them to go from this life to the afterlife with Christ? Well, it is somewhat of a difficult subject because doctors, the relationship between a doctor and a patient is not symmetric, meaning we have power over them. And, um, and so certain topics are considered not appropriate in the clinical setting, such as politics or um, um, personal relationships that have to do with each other. That's completely off the table. And um, religion is another topic where the idea is that if you're a patient and someone has the power of life and death over you, they might want you to believe in their political beliefs or their religious beliefs, and it's unfair to the patient. And so we um, are not allowed to initiate those conversations. But if a patient opens the door, then we are perfectly free to be human beings in the interaction because my interactions with my patients are very personal, very intimate. Yes. Uh, and we talk about everything. It has to do with how I take care of them, who's in their life, who cares for them, where do they grow up, what their beliefs are. So if a patient comes into my office wearing a crucifix or a burqa uh, or a Star of David, uh, I have they've opened the door that they're willing to talk about these things. It would be inappropriate for me to tell them that their religion is, isn't correct or anything. I would never, ever do that. But if someone is wearing a cross and, they're, and they say they're a Christian like I am, that I'm not uh, proselytizing them at all. I'm supporting their faith and I have the right to do that. In the same way that if someone um, pulled up in the parking lot with a Biden-Harris sticker on their car uh, and they were a Democrat and I were a Democrat, if I was, for example, uh, or if I was a Republican, then I would be sort of at liberty to talk about those things. I stay away from politics pretty much in the clinical setting. Um, but life and death and faith uh, are integral to the dying process. And so as a person who takes care of people who die, um, and, and again, it has to be understood that when my patients die, I've been their doctor for six to months to five years. We have a very close relationship. I have kept them out of away from death for all that time. They trust me as much as maybe anyone in the world. And um, when I started out, I had no intention of getting into this, but my patients wanted it from me. They, if, if you go to church and you're, or, or you go to um, the temple or you go to um, somewhere and the person preaching says what they're supposed to preach, well, that's what they do. And so um, that's fine and dandy, but when, when they understand that most scientists don't believe in God, and that the one scientist they have a relationship with, namely me, believes in God, that has a huge impact because I am uh, not preaching to the choir. I am not the man in the pulpit. I am a scientist. And I'm saying that the other scientists have misled you and it's extremely impactful and helpful to them. That is such an eye-opening and jaw-dropping statement because you have such a weighted responsibility that God entrusted to you to deliver truth to people that might not know him when they're literally days from death or hours from death. So I just commend you with standing on solid ground 
And I understand the tough position that you're in where you're not supposed to cross a certain line, but I know that you care for your patients and you are going to have so many patients saying thank you when you see them face to face in heaven someday because you did what God called you to do. And you are unique and different in the fact that you're a scientist who's telling people a lot of other supposed scientists are off base and leading them astray because Satan doesn't want people to land up with God. That's what, what this is all about. So um, thank you for what you do. Why do so many people easily accept unproven theories like this regarding science and intelligent design and the purpose for life, especially from historic scientists and educators? Well, I think there are two reasons. One is that the scientists uh, in uh, non-religious um, institutions have pretty much closed ranks and uh, are in rather fervent, fervent agreement that they have disproven the existence of God scientifically. And most people are not all that uh, facile, uh, not that familiar with science and how it works. And so when a scientist says, this is what we've learned, a lot of people come to accept that. We saw that in bold relief during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, and the one of the things about the pandemic that actually might be a good thing is most people go through life thinking that scientists are just truth seekers who sit in a lab and don't have an agenda and are just looking at data and reporting it. We know from the behavior of certain scientists during the pandemic that that isn't true. Absolutely correct. And, yeah. so, the, and, so, the, and so the clothes are off, the curtain has pulled, been pulled back. Scientists, especially the ones in bureaucracies, who ones who have political power, they are only there like most politicians, because they seek power. And once they have power, they're going to exert it. And so um, I want to be careful in these remarks by noting that the pandemic was unique. There was a lot of concern. I think a lot of people did the best they could under the circumstances. But what bothered me from the very beginning was that they didn't say, we don't really know. There are a lot of questions that have to be answered, but instead they just said, we know for a fact that we're going to, for the first time in history, quarantine healthy people. <laughs> Turned out to be a disaster. They won't take responsibility for it. And I think that was the big mistake. And the problem is now they've shown that scientists don't just say science. They talk about their beliefs and this brings us back to science and God. A scientist really shouldn't have anything to say about God. A scientist should just be saying, well, the force of gravity is X minus X, Y, Z. But instead, they say the force of gravity proves there isn't a God. Now, that's absurd. But a lot of people go through life thinking, oh, a scientist said it. And the other thing is, 100 years ago or 80 years ago, if you wanted to... A lot of people don't realize this, but even during World War II, a lot of people lived in homes that didn't have indoor plumbing. Oh, wow. And if you wanted to get hot, you still had to chop wood. We're talking the 40s and the 50s. But now everything is so technical, everything is so scientific, electronic cars and, and cell phones, that it really looks like the scientists have got 
everything figured out. And how could you possibly disagree with these people? Well, the fact is, <laughs> everything that they figured out is just technical. It's fairly simple. And it's not getting at the truth. And they have no business telling people that there isn't a God. It's, it's like saying certain people are inferior. It's, a, it's an insult to the dignity of man. It's a lie and it's horrific. And the, and the repercussions are indeed terrible. Stephen, you have no idea how what you just said was so powerful and wrapped all four of you guests for this series on Darwinism this week. We just had a previous guest on who talked all about comparing Darwinism with Hitler. Darwin literally with Hitler and uh, what he taught and what Hitler learned as a result and what he did as a result. Kill millions of people. So what I want to focus on here when we come back from the short commercial break is talking about your atheistic past and how you fled from it. So hang tight. We'll be back with Stephen right after this. Hi, this is Kevin Sorbo, and I want to introduce you to Equipping the Persecuted and their important work in Nigeria. The mission of Equipping the Persecuted is, as the name states, to equip our brothers and sisters in any way that we can. People in Nigeria are suffering at the hand of terrorists for their faith in Jesus. Sadly, very little is being done to create a lasting solution. That's where we step in. Our goal is to protect, rebuild, and strengthen families in both body and spirit. We are prepared with the resources necessary to respond after an attack. We provide medical aid, food, and a team to pray and comfort victims. Our persecuted brothers and sisters need your help. Take action today with a monthly gift of $20 or more at equippingthepersecuted.org. That's equippingthepersecuted.org. Org. Thank you for your time. What was the last thing you put on your skin? Did you know that it entered your bloodstream in less than 30 seconds? Hi, I'm Deborah, and while recovering from cancer, I discovered that many ingredients in the most trusted skincare brands are toxic. So after a decade of research and development, my daughter and I created something that was safe for me to use and actually worked. We launched Givederm, a skincare line that's pure enough for newborn babies, yet powerful enough for the manliest of men, and effective enough for women concerned about anything from breakouts to aging. Our one-of-a-kind line will nourish your skin with natural, organic, and non-GMO ingredients like turmeric, pineapple, exotic mushrooms, French green clay, saffron, and even raw honey. And all of our products are proudly made right here in the USA. Just go to Givederm.com and enter discount code TINA at checkout to save 10% off your order. That's TINA for 10% off. The next time you put something on your skin, make sure you Givederm. If you want resources that will equip your children in their faith and teach them the truth about creation, you have to check out Answers in Genesis. Answers in Genesis takes us back to the beginning, in the book of Genesis, where it clearly states that God created the earth. Not only does the biblical book of Genesis detail creation, it lays out God's plan for marriage and family. By teaching your kids Genesis when they are young, it will save them so much confusion later in life. Answers in Genesis has all the resources you need to give your kids a rock-solid foundation based on Christ and His creation. Just check out AnswersBookstore.com, that's AnswersBookstore.com, and make sure you use the code AIGCCM10, no spaces, AIGCCM10, to get 10% off all of your resources, once again at AnswersBookstore.com. Let's get evolution out and creationism in. 
Stephen, right before commercial break, I made the powerful statement that you used to be an atheist. Before we get into that, I just want you to quickly give your thoughts on this question. How are false teachings about creation, science, and human behavior ruining our society today and the minds of young people? It's actually very simple, and you don't have to be a scientist to know what I'm going to say. If you really drill down and in your heart embrace the message that we are here as slightly intelligent apes living on a planet somewhere far off in some insignificant galaxy, then you can do whatever you want and there are no repercussions. Mm. But And so you see people like Hitler and Stalin uh, doing those and Mao Zedong slaughtering millions of people. Most people aren't sociopaths in that way though. But what it does to them is that they, when things go difficult, there's difficulty in their life, instead of saying, oh my goodness, I have no guarantee that things will work out. I'm in a random uh, accidental universe that has no ultimate purpose, so the worst will probably happen to me. Well, that's a terrifying thought. But if you instead you said to yourself, God put me out of this world and he wanted to challenge me and he wanted me to learn to, learn to cope and God is behind every thought in my being and every beat in my heart. And I know that he will bring me forward. So young man, you are an award-winning oncologist and researcher, but there was a time when you believed in atheism. What caused this and what motivated you to return back to your faith? So I came of age in the 60s, which was a very cynical time when we were doing things we shouldn't have been doing in Vietnam. And um, racial injustice was a real thing. And I was uh, politically active. I uh, marched with Cesar Chavez. I uh, marched against uh, the war. Uh, I was in college. And uh, as it turned out, my parents died while I was young. And so my surrogate parents uh, were my professors. And I majored in science because I had an aptitude and I wanted to understand the world. And they all said, well, you see, life is a chemical reaction and we've proven this to you. And there is no God behind the curtain, actually. And um, everything that goes on is just a chemical reaction of blind natural forces. And you don't have to believe anything. And when I grew up and saw all the chaos in the world and all the injustice uh, and was fully aware of what my father went through fighting in the Second War, I thought, yeah, I guess that's probably true. Um, and all of my professors pretty much insisted that I believe that. And so they were my mentors. They were my adult mentors. And uh, I accepted that. Um, later on, as I saw patients and saw them die, I realized something was missing. The other thing was science wasn't turning out the way it was supposed to. In other words, if, if everything that goes on in your body is a chemical reaction, then we all thought we'd have cured cancer by 1990. Mm -hmm. I started in 1970 and 1990 came and went and my patients were still dying. And I thought, did I miss something? And so I went back and I, I took a hard deep dive into the science of atheism. And at first, actually, I was trying to convince myself that it was true. And then in the light of experience and further reading, I realized it was false and I had been misled. And then I figured out that they had misled me for their own um, political agenda, which was control over our hearts and our minds. Yes. I love that you 
follow God over man. That's the easiest way to explain it. In a hard position to be in, but you're still leading people to the Lord if they're asking and searching. I can't even imagine the people that are questioning where they're going to go when they die and the monstrosity of a task of you talking to them and you might be the last person they talk to on the face of the earth. That's just wild to me. You believe that everything God created has a purpose. Explain the meaning and importance of telos, which is Greek for purpose-driven fulfillment. Explain that and your phenomenal book that you have. The book uh, spends a little bit of time going through the history of science. And that's important because what a lot of people seem to have forgotten or won't presently acknowledge is that the science, which mostly came out of the Western world, came out of Europe and also Persia, uh, the nation of Islam, although when the um, when they closed their walls to the world a thousand years ago, they atrophied and so it was left to the Western Europeans um, to develop the science that we have. And so most of the science that we have was developed in uh, Germany and in England and France and Spain and Italy, quite frankly. And you really can't name any important scientists of the 18th or 19th centuries who didn't come from those countries. Don't go anywhere, Dr. Stephen. We're going to be back with you and more about your book, Telos, The Scientific Basis for a Life of Purpose, right after a short word from our sponsor. With all of the recent changes in the political and financial markets, there has never been a better time than right now to invest in silver and gold. When governments simply print billions of dollars in paper money in hopes of solving financial shortfalls, you know that it is time to buy and hold assets of true and lasting value. Free information is available to you right now by calling 888-747-3309. Whether you are a new investor or you're interested in preserving the value of your retirement accounts, we make it easy for you to make smart decisions for your financial future. The specialists at Cornerstone are here to serve you, work to satisfy your retirement goals, and communicate with respect. Call us right now at 888-747-3309. That's 888-747-3309. Or visit us online at cornerstoneassetmetals.com. That's cornerstoneassetmetals.com. The International Labor Organization recently reported the number of people trafficked globally has risen from 40 million to 50 million in the last five years. Most are women and children bought, sold, or traded into sex trafficking. Rescue One Global, a faith-based nonprofit, answered the call to fight for those enslaved in the U.S., Thailand, and the Philippines. Their mission is to prevent the victimization of at-risk populations, rescue those trapped, and restore survivors through their multiple global recovery initiatives, including providing emergency shelter and residential programs. Rescue One has served nearly 800 survivors from newborn to the elderly and provided over 14,000 therapeutic services because of faithful partners like you. To make your tax-deductible gift, text TINA to 44321. That's TINA to the number 44321. Let's rescue more lives together. All right, we are back with Dr. Stephen Iacoboni. We have to get Stephen's book, Telos, A Scientific Basis for a Life of Purpose, to find out you can find your true purpose and meaning in life. Tell us about this fantastic book, young man. The idea is that contrary to what a lot of people seem to be saying, 
science points towards purpose and purpose is a scientifically verifiable thing and the if there is purpose, purpose can only arise out of intentionality. It can't happen randomly. And so if there is purpose, if there, your heart is actually beating because it wants you to live, and even though you sleep, you keep breathing and exchanging oxygen because it, your lungs want you to live, it's so simple. Every child knows this. We lose this when we become cynical and when, when when people who are supposed to be smart are telling us the opposite, but they are misleading us, they have their reasons for that, mostly to control us. Don't let them control you. Control your own life. Know that God created you for a purpose, and you are here to fulfill your destiny. That's what he wants, and that's what he will allow you to do if you just let him. To learn more about what you do, and request you for a speaking engagement, people can just go to stephenyacoboni.com. And I want to make sure everybody has this spelling. It is Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-I-A-C-O-B-O-N-I.com. This will be in the show notes, everybody. Dr. Yacoboni, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today. Keep killing it. I shouldn't say killing it. Keep keeping your, <laughs> your patients alive. But if they do take their last final breath and you have a chance to witness to them, I just commend you for that because you will see them again someday. So thank you for putting God before man. Thank you for speaking up on truth. And I'm so glad you uh, turned from your atheistic uh, crazy ways and got back on track with uh, us Christian folk. Keep up the excellent work. Thanks for joining us for the Counterculture Mom Show with your host, Tina Griffin. For over two decades, Tina has traveled the globe exposing how pop culture is glamorizing harmful behaviors without showing the consequences and how these messages are wreaking havoc on today's youth. Through radio, TV, podcasts, and our app, Counterculture Ministries is reaching millions every week with a biblically-based message for hope for today's teens and their parents. But we can't do that without your faithful prayer and financial investment. If you appreciate the ministry of Tina and Counterculture Ministries, would you prayerfully consider a generous gift right now? We have a donor matching dollar for dollar. You can give securely online by visiting counterculturemom.com or by texting the word DONATE to the number 55444. That's counterculturemom.com or text the word DONATE to the number 55444. Every dollar is doubled. If you love this show, you can stay up to date on the latest critical issues affecting your family by catching all of our weekly episodes with resource links, signing up for our e-newsletter, and downloading our Counterculture Mom app, where you get timely pop culture alerts. Visit counterculturemom.com for more details. And be sure to join us next week for another edition of the Counterculture Mom Show with Tina Griffin, where we are rewriting Hollywood script for our kids. 